to the universe's best, greatest, most favourite podcast, Culture Bucket, where two great, good best friends talk all things popular culture uh, every single week. This week is a great episode. It's episode number 121. I hope you were with us last time for episode 120, the big celebration. It's all yes. downhill from here, but we'll, we'll be with you. No. We'll stay with you. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Um, so please do continue to download and listen and tell your friends about us and review us on everywhere you can, such as Spotify and YouTube and Apple Music and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Apple Podcasts even. Go and mm. rate and review us and do all of those awesome, cool, good things and tell people about us. Find a link to our link tree in the show notes for this and every episode where with links to all our social media pages if you'd like to contact us and give us some lists of your own and tell us what you think about some of the stuff we've been talking about. And there is also a link there to buy us a coffee if you would like to support us any further. That would be appreciated as well. Um, but today, episode 121 is a good one because we are excited to be talking about the second season of one of our favourite TV shows, one of our most beloved TV shows. And that show is, of course... The Bear, the stressful and upsetting tale yes. of Carmi and his attempt to run a restaurant in Chicago. Yes. Did you present no, us, I don't care George? about that anymore. We've, we're past 120. <laughs> if you don't know who we are by now, then get effed. Um, I'm George. And with me is my host, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Hi to talk Hi, about everyone. the bear. Alex. <laughs> yes. 30 yes. seconds, no more than 30 seconds. What, ha- what happened oh, in season one of the bear? Where are we as season two begins? People meet. Somebody dies. Kami's brother dies. He comes to save uh, the restaurant. Um, he uh, meets the people that work in the restaurant. Uh, and there is a new uh, person that joins Sydney. Um, they try to make this restaurant work. It's not really working. Tensions are high, but then, you know, uh, they start getting to know each other. And at the end, uh, he finds money in tomato tins. Yes. He's wondering all throughout the season, why was his brother buying such small tins of tomatoes? It's cheaper to buy the big tins. It's because he was taking out the sauce and hiding money in there. Yes. And it's all set in the beef, which is this restaurant. Mm, But as... Uh, Go on. Not much outside. Not not much happens outside. No, it's the pretty beef. much all in the beef. But as season one yeah. ends, the beef shuts down, and we get a sign yeah. telling us that coming soon, it's the bear. The bear. Yeah. The and bear. we get a bit more backstory it's... on that in this season, which I like. Um. Yeah. This season is good because there there is definitely episodes where we get to know the characters a bit better, mm. singularly, outside of the restaurant. Yeah, definitely. Which is really incredible mm. because their stories are all really interesting mm-hmm. and sad but great mm. so what did you yeah. so 
We'll talk about it more as we go through, but give me a headline view. Season two, what did you think? Uh, season two, I I can't believe they managed to make something that uh, they managed to create a season that is as good, if not a little bit better than the first season. I didn't think that you could like topple the first season, but the, the development of the characters and and us getting to know them better and getting to know what their goals are and also the evolution of characters in season two is incredible and um just season two is is amazing it's so good the the first episode i was a little bit like oh is it gonna i was a bit skeptical is it gonna be as good and it starts very slowly the second season yeah i thought i thought the first two or three episodes were a little bit samey Yeah, but I think it needed that to then like arrive to then become, you know, the crazy stuff that happens. Yeah, because it's a lot of setup, isn't it? Later. For what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the plot, the overarching plot of season two is um, this attempt to open up as a fine dining restaurant, uh, the yeah. Bear, and to get all the staff and the building itself prepped and ready to make this transition yeah. into a different kind of restaurant. Um, mm. And yeah, we start. It starts off feeling like it's going to be very cl- clinically just about that process of building the restaurant yes. into where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But then at a certain point in the season, and it happens early on. I think episode two is almost Sydney's episode, but you don't realize it when you watch yeah. it. But then over the course of the season, a lot of the characters kind of get their own episode with with some character development and growth for them um, in a way that almost feels like because Sydney gets this focus at the start of the season. In the second half of the season, especially like episode six, that she doesn't appear in at all, mm. Sydney almost mm. takes a bit of a backseat until she comes back in the last couple. Um, yeah. uh, it's an interesting structure to the season. But I, I'm with you. I thought that uh, it was amazing. I really loved season two of The Bear. I think it's almost a shame that Disney released it all in one go. Because um, mm. some of the episodes really feel like they need time to breathe. And if it had come out like one one a week... Um, some of the episodes I think would have probably benefited from that and maybe the season as a whole yeah. but you know overall pretty awesome um, so we've got all, yes. our, all our returning characters coming back to say hello again of course Carmi played by Jeremy Allen White who is um, absolutely wonderful um, mm. I, you know he previously had spent like a decade or over a decade starring in Shameless, which I've never watched, so I've never yeah. really seen him in anything before, but he continues to just mm. be fantastic in this. Um, Ebon Moss-Bachrach as Richie. Uh, oh. Amazing. Yeah. I thought you were making like a disgusted noise then. I was going to... Nah, no, because I told you from last season that I, I had a soft spot for mm. Richie because I felt his anger was more... He, he's got he's such a complex character yeah. and in this season he just proves himself to be an incredible character even at the beginning that the, you you texted me saying i hated him from the first two episodes i felt sorry for him the first two episodes because i think he could do so much mm. more i definitely hated him in the first couple of episodes of this season but yeah. um, when he gets his time to shine later on in the series <sighs> it's one of the most <laughs> i cried <laughs> Because they've put that work in, they've put that work, that real yeah. character work into getting yeah. you to understand Richie, and then when he does have wins and achieves yeah. things and changes, like genuinely changes as a person, um, it 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 just means so much. It's it's one of the big kind of reasons why this show is so good. Uh, Ayo Adabiri as Sid, 
or Sydney. Yes. Um, you know, she was great in season one. She continues to be great in season two. I think maybe of the core characters, the least served in this season. What do you mean? I, I just feel like she has she has like one drama in this series, and it's that yeah. her her dad doesn't fully believe in her yeah her ambition. Her other big drama is more linked to this to um Kami's journey and her kind of needing him and him not being there as much for her. It's yeah. less about her that bit. It's more about Kami and what it the the kind of the the places mm. it leads him to, and I just felt like. Ayo Dabiri is so good, and I loved her so much in season one. Mm. She sort of plays the same note quite a lot in this season, especially after early on she has a couple of really big focuses, and then kind of she pops up in episodes to kind of complain that Kami's not doing enough and not pulling his mm. weight. And I just feel like it's okay, but uh, season mm. three is hopefully coming, and I hope that we get more time with Sydney. Mm. Um, like I feel the same for both Kami and Sydney. Like in this, they're so focused on self. Like Sydney's focused on her mission in Star, and Kami's focused on proving something, mm. which we're still not really sure what it is. I feel like they are the ones that have have made the less evolution as characters, and they stayed pretty much the same. Mm. And I felt like it was good because they they just stuck. They're still stuck. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and they've been stuck the entire season whilst Kami had a little bit of a output mm. of this with his new love, int- with his love interest, mm. Claire. Um, I feel like he, there's, by the end of the se- season two, Kami and Sydney are the same, the same. They haven't been able to, this restaurant has not made them better no, or worse, no. or they're just back in. So I don't know. I th- I don't know if it's it's a it's a way to to kind of then develop those characters in a different way, or we'll see. We'll see what happens with season yeah. two. I'm not saying it's not like a big critique. I just um, mm. I really like Ayo Dabiri, yeah. and I want more Ayo Dabiri always. Mm, absolutely. Um, that's that. I love when she goes. I think it's episode two when she goes to all those restaurants and she tries all the food. Real restaurants, real yes, chefs. Yes, which I saved. <laughs> I have them. So if I ever go to Chicago. <laughs> I'm going to go and eat them. So cool. And it also, yeah. I think it's an episode that takes a bit of time to almost honour the restaurants that we lost yes. through COVID in Chicago. Yes. Like it really yeah. cares about where it's set this show. And I, I think that's another yeah. big kind of bonus to mm. it. Okay. Uh, Lionel Boyce plays Marcus returning, the, the pastry chef. We will talk more about Marcus when we go episode yes. specific because he gets a, almost a full episode to himself. And it is yes, I like love a warm episode. loaf of bread to the oh, soul. It is such wonderful. a good episode. Um, uh, Lisa Colon Zayas is Tina. Um, Amazing. Sh- her journey in this season is great. Yeah. She's in the background a little bit more than some of the other characters, but again, like the 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 moment when Sid asks her to be the sous chef is yeah, amazing. Like the yeah. and that like I've not really I don't know if I've ever seen uh, Lisa Colon Zayas in anything else before, but mm. like the way she her internal emotions play out on her face without the need mm. for like she's a master um she's yeah. so good um abby elliott plays uh sugar yes carmy's sister and michael's mm-hmm. sister um yeah. she was like uh a pretty small role in season one yeah. is much more in season two a main character throughout season two and, <laughs> and she becomes the mum yeah she gets <laughs> she becomes pregnant uh and you learn throughout <laughs> 
I think you learn stuff in season two that makes you realise how daunting the, the thought of being a mother must yeah. be to her. Um, we'll yeah. talk more about that later. Um, I'm so happy that she has a bigger role in this season because yeah. she's really, she's really good. good. She's a really warm presence. She's really funny when she needs to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, getting a bit more of, of Kami's family and seeing how the interplay there and the dynamics work there is really good. And her relationship with Sydney is great. When Sydney makes an omelette, it's just... yes. Marvellous. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm really happy that she's in it more. And then also, uh, recurring in season one, but main character in season two, Matty Matheson as Fack. Yes, um, we needed Fack. Yeah, we needed much more Fack. The only professional <laughs> yeah. chef in the cast who never does any cooking, uh, which yeah. I, I love. And um, he is he's brilliant. And his, I think some of that, some of that kind of uh, boredom you might feel through watching the first couple of episodes where they are just building this new restaurant yeah. is alleviated by having much more of a presence with him there and him mm-hmm. and Richie playing off each other, arguing over how to build this restaurant. Um, <laughs> so funny. Is, just... is really funny. And then yeah. again, there's a flashback episode we'll talk about more later, but he, him and his brother in that episode are bizarre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really enjoyable. Um, and that's it for sort of main characters. And the only big yeah. new character we get in this season, I think, is uh, Molly Gordon mm. um, as Claire. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of us, like there's a there's a couple of line cooks they hire and a couple of other people, but Claire is kind of um, the mm. big addition uh, to season two. And uh, a controversial character, she turns up as a love interest for Carmi um, and she's there throughout the season. And I love Molly Gordon. She's very good in Booksmart. Mm. Uh, I talked about Theatre Camp last week, which she co-wrote mm. and co-directed and is ma- mega good. And she's so funny in it. Um, and she's really great here. She really mm. works mm. really well, I think, as, um, you know, people, people, people have criticised the character online for being a bit of a manic pixie dream girl trope, which is the idea that she exists uh, to serve the needs of a of the of the main character and isn't kind of an internal character of her own, mm. which I can see a little bit because she does kind of exist largely to create this like rift between Sid and Calm uh, about where Sid where Calm's kind of focus is. But if she wasn't a character that was in Calm's life since a very young age, like even in episode six where they talk about her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so this 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 character has been part of the family yeah. well part of this group of family mm-hmm. for a very long time if if she hadn't been that kind of person maybe yeah but i don't think she's there to serve kami i think she's there because she likes kami she genuinely likes it yeah and you know i'd happily you know as a criticism give us more of her in of her life in season three then i'd happily yeah. see that uh yeah because I think Molly Gordon is such a warm presence on screen mm. that, yeah, she's she's yeah. she's really good. And that first meeting where they meet in that um, sort of off-license newsagent place yeah. was one of those moments where I was watching and I was like, this this show is so unlike any other show and it's so cinematic mm-hmm. because that whole meeting between them is done in these extreme close-ups of them stood yeah. next to this fridge and the lighting is beautiful and the cinematography mm-hmm. is gorgeous and the way that they're f- being photographed is just masterful yeah. and I just adore that this show doesn't just block out the scenes put the camera there put the actors in front of the camera and then and then mm. get them to ju- they really think carefully about how they're filming these sequences even for a simple thing where two characters are having a discussion and it, it is why this show is so good 
Um, so yeah, Claire is great. Let's not forget about Ibrahim. I know he hasn't got a big, um, a big role, but Edwin, played by Edwin Lee Gibson, he goes to uh, school with Tina, and I think that kind of puts, juxtaposes. He goes to culinary school with Tina, mm-hmm. and I think he's really good at showing like he's this, you know, elder, like advanced with age guy. And in the culinary school, the the chef goes, "Oh, have you found your PDF?" And he just says where. He, uh, they can find uh, their lessons, which would be in a Zoom, in a PDF. And it, you can see how difficult it might be for somebody that doesn't trust themselves mm. and is a bit older to not re- not being able to really change because it's complicated and scary. And I found that moment, like, oh my God, I wonder, like, and the, he, Ibrahim then leaves the culinary school because he can't cope. And uh, and kind of him and Tina started the same, mm. but Tina went elevated herself by trying, and Ibrahim just couldn't do it. In a way, it's kind of like a good like, and and it showed how 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 their friendship, how important their friendship was, which you didn't really see it in season one. Yeah, that's true. Like she goes, oh, I've never, I I've I've never gone a day without speaking to you. And then he, like, he, because he disappeared. I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of, I quite like that between them. Yeah, I like that between them. I, I felt like mm. the show forgot about him a little bit because mm. he does end up coming back and he goes on a little journey and he, he you see yeah. him doing, trying to do his training and he's going to man the sandwich window in the... Yeah. But then there's some, li- there's a couple of lines about how they can't actually run that sandwich window because they don't have no. the right yeah. license or something. And then he's not really in, like, the last two episodes or definitely not in the last episode. Mm. Um. I don't know who's in the last episode. I'm not sure, but it's... <laughs> You've seen it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But just, it's um, just a bit stressful. It is stressful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully he gets a bit more of a story yeah. next season. But no, he is good. It's it's good to mention him. Um, do you want to have a little, just brief chat about the different episodes and what we found yeah, interested in them? Yeah, definitely. So episode one is called Beef. Each episode is, is named after some food, and the first one is Beef, yeah. uh, the, the previous name of the restaurant. Um mm-hmm. And in beef, uh, let's see, I'll quickly read to this. Carmi and Sydney begin to develop a menu for the bear and bring in Natalie as project manager for renovations. Needing additional funds, they ask Cicero, played by Oliver Platt, uh, returning from season one, uh, a rich friend of the family, for a $500,000 loan. He agrees with the condition that if, if it is not paid back in 18 months, he can take ownership of the property, estimated to be worth mm-hmm. $2 million. They develop a plan to open in three months. So yeah, sets the stakes pretty high straight away. And that mm. Cicero is a really interesting character because we again throughout the season we learn that he is very close. He is a member of the family, really. Yeah. But he yeah. he is such a businessman as well. Like he will just mm-hmm. he will just take it from under them, and he won't like it, but he will yeah. do it. Um, yeah. If he needs to, and there is there are some nice moments with him throughout the season uh, that we'll talk about when we get to them. But yeah, yeah, this episode was this- sort of setting the table. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away, but. Um, it was kind of a continuation of season one. Mm. It was kind of like the a continuation, and then and it just there was some funny bits like Kami can't count, mm. so which then it will like bite him in the ass by the last episode. Yes, it will. But uh, he can't count. He's always like one off or a hundred off or two hundred off. He's never, <laughs> and that's quite funny because he's supposed to be on the ball and he's supposed to be this chef, but he's just bad with numbers. He's a bit. He's a bit all over the place uh, all yes. the time. Um, I got, yes. I found a bit of trivia for this episode. Now I didn't notice this, but you can tell me if you did. 
Mm. Apparently, Richie refers to a book where a man is cut off by his friends. And that apparently is a reference to Colorless Sukuru Tazaki and His Years of Pilgrimage by Haruki Murakami. Haruki Murakami, yeah. I didn't notice that, but apparently Richie reads Murakami, which is another reason to... um, I love him. See, yeah, to love him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, episode one, not not a, not a showstopper, no. but a good a good episode. It was just a good way to say hello again. I think mm. it was just like, "Hi guys, yeah. I missed you." Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for being back, coming back. Episode two is called Pasta. Mm-hmm. It ups the tension because construction delays occur, including the discovery of a mold problem. I love the yes. bit where Richie is like, "Look, if there was a mold problem, this whole ceiling would collapse." <laughs> <laughs> Everything falls down on top of him. He yes. just he you fit you really feel bad for Richie in the first. He's so yeah. struggling to find what his place is going to be in this new yes. version of reality. Um, mm-hmm. And you know he gets there over the course of the season, but early on he's he he is very difficult. And he does you know he can be quite hard to like at times because he behaves like a child who's been told he can't have what he wants. Yeah, and he just lashes out and throws all his toys out the pram and yeah. Um, Sydney has dinner with her father who expresses his concerns about her choice to open a restaurant uh, with Sydney now the chef de cuisine she asks Tina to be a sous chef to the latter's delight she sends Tina and Ebra to culinary school which we talked about meanwhile Carmi reconnects with his childhood friend Claire now a resident in emergency medicine but purposely gives her a wrong number and did you know that if you pay close attention you can see immediately that he's given her the wrong number because early in yeah. the episode, he reads out his number to the fridge repairman, and that will come back uh, as uh, 773 mm. But then when he gives it to Claire, he it's 0902. Yes. Yeah. Self-sabotaging, mm. Kami. Self-sabotaging. Yeah, Why? Claire is good. Yes. But he knows that he's not good. And Claire isn't he... making massive demands of his time. No. I don't think. I mean, she, there's no. that one where she makes him go to the... No, it's fine. No, she's not making huge demands on his time. I don't know. No, yeah. We find out a little bit more about Sid in this in this episode. We find out that mm-hmm. her, she her mother has passed mm-hmm. um, away, and she that she has a really great kind of re- like relationship with her dad. Yeah, her dad is worried about her, you know, of course, and she he, but you know, that's what parents are for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he d- he doesn't really want her to be doing what she's doing, but he doesn't like stand in her way. He just makes because also she's a nervous person. Mm. Like she gets like this, the stress gets to her, as we can see in the last episode. I think that was a pretty well, you know, good acting. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Again, episode two, a bit of a continuation of episode one. I think the most important thing it's doing is introducing Claire, um, who will go on to be a pretty important character throughout the rest of the season. Um, mm. But yeah, good episode. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you can see that Kami still can't feel anything, really. Like, he's just mm. um, a bit, uh, yeah. But we get into episode three, and this is probably the biggest Sydney-centric episode. Mm. It's called Sunday. And we've got Kami continues to attend Al-Anon meetings where he discusses his struggle to find time for leisure and enjoyment, setting up the problem between him and Claire there. He and Sydney prepare their menu but realise they have to get out of their routine and sample food at other restaurants. It's really funny, those scenes where they're trying different dishes and they look amazing yeah. and they're putting all this effort in and then they taste it and they're like, oh, God, no, awful. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> yes. Um, so they, Too much salt. Yeah, exactly. So they need to go to these other restaurants and sample this other food. But Carmi spends time with Claire instead of going with Sydney. So she goes to restaurants around the city to sample dishes. 
Gathering inspiration, she also receives feedback from a former colleague who stresses the importance of having a business partner she can trust. Mm. Sydney returns to the bear and becomes upset when she discovers Carmi has been making decisions without consulting her. This was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the food in it. The, there was lots of focus on the food. Lots of focus on the and, food and lots of focus on real places in Chicago, yeah. which is which is nice um, yeah. that Sydney goes and visits. Um, and is it this episode where Sydney tries to poach some workers from the back of a restaurant? Yes, <laughs> yes. Very yeah. funny moment. Yeah, yeah. And she eats this banana split, which I think they, that's why they call it Sunday, mm-hmm. but they probably call it Palana Sunday. And I've always, you know, you know me and banana desserts. You remember in, in Japan, I used to be so weird about those bananas and sticks. But that banana Sunday looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, man. It looks so good. The banana Sunday. Yes, that's a good episode. It is. I liked it. But... It's followed by episode four, Honeydew, which I think mm-hmm. is the first, like, big gangbusters memorable episode of season two. Mm-hmm. The, the first one that feels different from season one. Yeah. Um, in episode four, two months before the planned opening, Carmi learns from Natalie that she's pregnant. Richie, in fact, continues to lead construction efforts while Sydney begins screening new employees. Meanwhile, and here's our focus for the episode, Marcus yes. is tasked with developing three unique desserts for the bear. He temporarily leaves his terminally ill mother to travel to Copenhagen to learn from Luca, a skilled pastry chef. And the two quickly form a kinship. Luca, by the way, played by Will Poulter in the, th- yes. the first of the really big, massive guest roles that will come thick and yeah. fast. Uh- um Will Poulter's so good in this episode. So good. Uh, yes. Luca recounts being humbled about his level of talent after working with a more skilled chef, implied to be and later confirmed to be Carmi, and mm. how he has since found a better balance between honing his craft and appreciating life outside the kitchen. Marcus is inspired by the experience while growing feelings for Sydney. Um, that is... Dude, uh, yeah. Growing... Yeah. What? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about the growing feelings for Sydney in this episode. Like, you know, she says, I miss you. And I think it's kind of like a friendship thing, but then I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find that. Of course, later I we see I definitely the... found it in this episode, but yeah. more from his side okay. than her side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a, he's yeah. a, he's a precious, he's a precious oh, he's soul precious. is Marcus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this episode is really brilliant. I, I really yeah. love it. I love the scenes of him on that. He's living on that boat. He's been tasked with, he's been told he has to feed the cat, but he never sees yes. the cat. And there's a great bit in yeah. a later episode that's a flashback where Carmi's just come back from Copenhagen and Carmi mentions that he's been feeding an invisible cat and it, just the <laughs> yeah. world feels so complete, which yeah. I really love. Um, and yeah, those scenes that are just Will Poulter and um, Marcus talking, oh, Luca and Marcus talking about their lives and, and stuff. In the kitchen. Yeah, and making... Uh, food are uh, just really beautifully shot and written and acted and performed and yeah. yeah it's it's good and you have a feeling before he that the luca is going to be really hard on um on marcus mm-hmm. but he's not and he's really good to marcus and you you feel they could go either way the luca is just going to be like no marcus you suck and like chefs yeah. but instead he's really great with yeah. him and i really like that it was i it was unexpected for me for luca to be nice to no him. but the bear ends up taking that direction more often than not i feel like yeah. it ends up being about people supporting each other yeah more than it is about people tearing each other down yeah um, 
but that's not necessarily the the experiences that Kami has had in the past, as we see from like, mm. what what he used to work with. Um, yes, but yeah, Honeydew is a really brilliant episode. Oh, it's um, wonderful. It it's it's a. I want to go to Copenhagen now. <laughs> yeah, it would make definitely makes you want to go to Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll get at least one or two more episodes like it uh, over the rest of the season. But episode five returns to what we're a bit more used to. It's called Pop, um, and this one really focuses on Kami and Claire. Mm. Uh, Sydney continues developing the menu with help from Tina, who is thriving in culinary school, although Tina is troubled when Ebra stops attending. Mm. Natalie convinces Cicero to expedite permit applications. Claire accompanies Carmi to drop off. By the way, that's a lot of stuff that I struggle to pay too much attention to, is there's a lot of discussion of permits and licences and yes. things like that, and they, it all just yes. goes over your head a little bit. But <laughs> Which is just crazy, though, just to open a restaurant. Yeah, you need so all of this. It's like, how can anybody just open a restaurant, you know? You can't. It seems it impossible. Impossible mm-hmm. and stressful. Yep. Um, Claire accompanies Carmen to drop off a liquor license application where the pair bond. She convinces him to accompany her to a party where Carmi realises Claire represents the release and enjoyment he has been searching for. I don't know if he thinks that in his head, but that's what this, that someone's written here. Yeah. After the party, Carmi takes Claire to see the restaurant, walking in on an argument about Richie stealing electricity from a neighbouring building. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what he calls it, but it's very not good. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 called, uh, it's called... It's something that is not very good. Yeah. Um, uh, it's very anti-Semitic. Yeah. Uh, when the restaurant clears, Carmi and Claire share their first kiss. Yes. What did you think of that this episode? Um, yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of has. Whilst other epi- like in season one, you had episodes that were like super, like oh, this was kind of like had moments of calm mm. and stress, and uh, it was fun to go to a adults party. Yep, that looked exactly like um, a high school party in any film. Yeah. Um and that that was pretty cool and Kami being not a chef anymore and being a human being mm. outside of uh of the bear yeah it's nice uh, to see that was, yeah and uh and Claire and that's the thing that I I think that's why I like Claire because Claire knows where Kami comes from which we're gonna find out in episode six and she knows the kind of struggle that him and his family have gone through and is going through and in a way she treats him in a way to not feel him feel like he feels stressed mm-hmm. because she really likes him and she knows his background and i think we she hasn't got enough i don't, I don't understand why people wouldn't like her because even in episode uh i think it's the last in the last episode when she shares a moment with richie is really lovely yep. and you can see how much history is between all of these characters mm-hmm. that we still haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this episode, you you see her, that she's trying to help um, Kami just being normal and a human. Yeah. Yeah, man, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that first kiss was pretty steamy. Yeah, man. Oh my God. But... After the relative normality and slight calmness of episode five, we get into episode six. Yes, and I think that that we needed that. Yeah. Wait a second. Um, we needed that calm episode to then enter the palpitation yeah. land of episode six. Episode six is long. It's over an hour long, this episode. I... I, I was like, when is this episode going to finish? <laughs> I need it to finish. I can't handle this anymore. Um... 
Yeah, I'll read out the plot and then we can talk about it. this is a this is a yeah. big episode. So approximately five years before the bear is set to open. I love the way it does that. It just says five years before opening. It set it sets everything in relation yeah. to when the bear's gonna open, which is uh important, I think. Carmi returns from Copenhagen to spend Christmas with his family and friends. Michael and Carmi warn Natalie not to ask their alcoholic and volatile mother Donna about her mental state. Donna drunkenly prepares a meal based on the <laughs> feast of the seven fishes. Had you heard of the Feast of the Seven Fishes before? It's no. an Italian-American tradition, apparently. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, um, no. Richie asks Cicero for a job, which Cicero later grants him. Carmi's cousin, Michelle, encourages him to stay with her in New York to pursue his career, noticing how the dysfunction in his family weighs on him. As they await dinner, the group debates the origin of the Seven Fishes tradition. Lee, Donna's on-and-off boyfriend, whom Michael resents, offers his interpretation, but an intoxicated Michael repeatedly throws forks at him. (coughs) Natalie asks an upset Donna if she's okay. Donna has an emotional outburst and leaves. Michael throws another fork at Lee when he scorns Donna's behaviour and a fight nearly occurs, only to be interrupted when Donna crashes her car into the dining room. Oh, my God. Quite the way to end an episode of television. Um, So, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, this doesn't mention that Donna, the mama, the mama, yeah, <laughs> the mother, the mama, the mama, the mama. <laughs> the mama. Donna is played by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, um, yeah. Wow. Yes. Lee is played by Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Never hated Bob Od- Od- Odenkirk <laughs> ever like this in my um, life. Michelle. Carmi's cousin is played by Sarah Paulson. Yes. Her husband, whose character's name I've forgotten, is played by John Mullaney, who yeah. almost feels like he was allowed to improvise his dialogue in this episode. He is yeah. hysterically funny <laughs> every time he's on screen. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so much, like, this plot synopsis mentions the important things, but there's so, like, the, the thing that doesn't come uh, through is how stressful this episode is because it's this, just uh, moving constantly at 100 miles yeah. an hour. It doesn't even mention Richie... Uh, we meet Richie's partner in this, yeah. played by Gillian Jacobs. Incredible. Amazing. She's wearing a Taylor Swift 1989 album yeah. t-shirt, which I clocked <laughs> yes. pretty quickly, which is important. It, again, just a beautiful bit of character development import, sets up something quite important yeah. for, a, for a later episode. Um, yeah. Uh, I- incredible. Like, truly yes. a, a, an amazing uh, hour of television, hour and a bit of television. Um there's there's too much to describe. I love I love Fack and his brother in this episode as they're attempting to get yeah. uh, first Cicero to invest in yeah. um, their idea to buy baseball cards on eBay <laughs> and sell them yeah. for profit. Uh, and Cicero refuses to invest. But then John Mulaney, there's a great sequence where they explain it to John Mulaney and John Mulaney's yeah. like, I know this isn't going to work, but I'm going to give you the money because you are such good value every every year. Yeah. Yeah. Every year you... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah... Uh, a a pretty pretty phenomenal. Ah, uh, it's it's just it's everybody talks over each other, and there is such a uh the mental health in this family is not great, and everybody's no. stressed. Uh, Donna is a and, challenging uh person to yes. have as a mother. It would seem. Yeah. The way she treats Natalie is, is not terrible. Not good. No. Um. And Jamie Lee Curtis does an incredible job of, of this role. She's incredible. Like Yeah, she's an Oscar winner for a reason. Yeah. And it's just, this episode just shows you the 
how uh, the worst family meal that you could possibly have mm-hmm. plus with mental health issues italian plus mental health issue mm-hmm. family meal you could possibly have because yeah. you know it just reminded me of like christmases in my house where all the family was here and it was mental and um yeah it was it's too much at some point and the weird thing is richie and his partner tiffany seem to have a really nice relationship with each other like a loving and they they're like we're not going to be like a family but then you know that they're going to divorce it's heartbreaking and it's really heartbreaking Mm. and um you see Kami's brother just... The bit where Kami gives his brother, Michael, the plans for the bear, which we see later yeah. in season in season yeah. one. Um, and then he walks away and Michael just breaks down. And it's so yeah. sad. And it's so sad because we don't understand Michael. We don't know Michael. And we don't no. really understand why he, you know, ended up taking his own life. Why, what what, what yeah. made him so sad? Like, there's so much more to learn about that character. And... Played again, by the way, by John Burnfall, who is a, a ma- such a good piece of casting mm. um, in the role of Michael. Um, yeah. And we don't know why Kami is so obsessed by being a chef and being perfect and doing things that, you know, is it because he wants to, like, be like his brother or but he's already his brother's approval? Better than his brother. That's the thing. Yeah. Is he's better. He's already yeah. definitely a better chef than his brother. And that's what yeah. maybe what leads his brother to be so upset. But he still wants his brother's approval. And he clearly yeah. loves his brother. And it's just... Yeah. It's yeah. just... It's heartbreaking. And there's so much and, we don't know. I know. And the kitchen where the mother is cooking uh, is insane because you can see it like it's filthy everywhere there's tomato sauce everywhere i don't know if anything is cooked it's just chaos absolute chaos but but somehow kami is still able to make sprite (laughs) in the kitchen i love that he just makes sprite yeah um yeah and gillian jakes is like this is incredible yeah yeah um oh it's and then you know uh, Michael uh, throws Uncle League forks, which he deserves. I would have, like I said, I would have thrown a knife at him. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's just very negative. It's just a very negative household, yeah. and um, and everybody knows, but everybody plays along with it because nobody wants to make a fuss. Well, what can you do? Is- Donna is not something that you can't. By acknowledging Donna, it wouldn't fix the issues with Donna, would it? Yeah. What do you do? Well, clearly, what they've decided to do by the time the bear rolls around is pretty much cut off contact with, with her. Yeah. Presumably Lee as well, but it's um. But N- Natalie clearly, we learn later, clearly still is desperate for her mother to be approving of her. Um, yeah. Something that makes it course, seems like her mother children just can't always want their her. parents' approval. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate. Um. Yeah. A really good episode. One thing that's worth mentioning is Cicero at one point talks about how important chocolate covered bananas are to him. <laughs> but is important for some Yeah, it's important it is, to him. Is, is 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 sets up a beautiful moment in the final episode. Yeah. Oh, that moment was so good. Okay. And we come to episode seven. The highest rated episode on IMDB of the season. Is yep, it? For oh. good reason. Um episode seven is called Forks. Um and uh, I'll just read this out. Richie is sent by Kami to Ever, 
a real restaurant, an upscale fine dining restaurant for the week as education. Richie is deeply sceptical of the restaurant and annoyed by having to wake up before dawn to meticulously clean forks. After seeing how dedicated the restaurant staff are to their customers, he has a change of heart, becoming enthusiastic and learning to expedite a busy dinner service. At the end of the week, Richie is sad to leave and asks about staying on permanently. Before leaving, he meets the owner, Terry, played by Olivia Coleman. Oh my God, I, she's everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere. Who recounts the origins of the restaurant and, and how she overcame professional setbacks. Although also, part of the way she overcame professional setbacks is like being left a load of money. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good when, you, you know, when you can have that. Um, Terry assures Richie that he has good people skills and that Carmi believes in him. This 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 synopsis are not does not Dude, give credit. No. It's not is not good enough for <laughs> for this episode. Um, there's a there's a character in this episode. Hang on. Uh, uh Sarah Ramos. Mm. Uh, is it Sarah Ramos? Yeah, Sarah Ramos plays. Uh, Jessica, the maitre d' at this restaurant. Mm. I love her. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, a bigger role almost, I think, is Rene Goubet? Rene Goubet. Yeah, Rene Goubet plays the general manager who kind of shepherds Richie through the episode and um, yeah. takes him on this journey, and he's really good as well. Um, yeah. yeah, this is another, a bit like the Honeydew episode with Marcus. This episode really big time focuses on Richie. Yeah, um, and whilst Marcus knows that the opportunity to work in Copenhagen is great for him to learn, mm. Richie thinks that Kami sent him to this restaurant to get rid of him mm. because he doesn't want uh, Richie around. Yeah, he wants Richie to see how difficult it's going to be and leave. Yeah, yeah. And so, but then... But then you go like, come on, Richie, it's just a great opportunity. But he's still fighting against mm. the fact that he feels useless. Um, but I think the bit that, I think what turns him on it is when he attends that meeting where they're discussing the the plan for that evening's um, sit- mm. seating. And yeah. especially when they talk about the the teachers who have been saving up for years to go and have always yeah. wanted to eat at a Michelin-starred restaurant. Yeah. And they say, we're not going to charge them for this meal. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's going to be on the house. And you, I think you can see from that moment, Richie, and the other things they're talking about, Richie starts to see how important it is to these people that they give their customers the most incredible evening that, they, that they've ever had yeah. kind of thing. And that's why they demand so much of each other. Um, mm. And it's a beautiful... I don't think it's a healthy working environment, to be clear. Anyway... You see from this meeting that Richie is like starting mm. to be turned around and then he is allowed to assist in that evening seating and yeah. um he gets into it and he start and he see and you see him growing and changing and coming to terms with it and there's that brilliant bit where he hears about this table that have complained that they've come to Chicago and not had the opportunity to have deep dish pizza and they send him to go and get a deep dish pizza and they they plate up this pizza in the, in the style mm. of the restaurant and he asks if he can deliver it to the table yeah and um i was so when that moment was happening and he was taking this this meal out 
Oh, I was like, <laughs> that plate is going to fall. Something bad is going to happen. I was like, don't mess it up. He's going to mess it up. He's yeah. going to mess it up. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's still quite rough around the edges. So he's talking to them probably yeah. in a way that no other member of staff in the restaurant have spoken to yeah. him. And I was like, oh, just be careful. But he pulls it off and he sees how much the family loves it. And he, he gets completely yeah. into it. And yeah, it's amazing. And um, it's so good. He, he, what I love as well is not just that he, he becomes accepting of the restaurant and why they do what they do, but the staff there fall in love with him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you see that the, there's a bit where they're quizzing him on the restaurant and he's answering other questions and they're so happy and proud of him and they want him to stay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's pretty good. And then there's, again, Taylor Swift this summer mm. has just just had to be in the best TV shows. And there's a beautiful scene where Rich is really proud of himself and he's just singing Love Story. Yeah. But it's also in this By episode Taylor where Swift. he reveals that he got tickets to Taylor Swift. Was that in an... Every, yeah, everybody gets tickets <laughs> to Taylor Swift but he, me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I was really nervous it was going to reveal that he got like fake tickets or something. Cause... Yeah. No, but that's the thing. This episode, because you have this this expectations of Richie that just be a fuck up. Yeah. He, it just, just takes everything off. Cause like, oh, I thought he was going to drop the plate. I thought he was going to leave the restaurant. I thought, he, no, everything goes well for Richie. But he still is... gets knocked back, but he keeps going, which I like. Cause I can, in, in a future episode, he's, he, he wants Gillian Jake. What's his, Tiffany is she called? Tiffany, he, yeah. You know, he kind of, you can tell he kind of hopes that by getting these Taylor Swift tickets, it might start a, you know, yeah. a bit of a reunion. Because he, I think yeah. he, well, we know from the fact she was wearing that Taylor Swift t-shirt in episode six, that she mm. also is a fan of Taylor Swift. So I think he's got yeah. these tickets hoping, you know, to move things back to where they were. But he discovers that Tiffany is now engaged, which engaged. is in a later episode. But yeah, yeah, he, the journey of Richie is, is the ability to start taking knocks, but de- dealing with them and not, you know, just kind of breaking down and, and throwing all his toys away. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that scene where he's talking to Terry is really lovely, and you know, I really like that scene. I thought because you imagine like a head chef to be just not very nice, and but instead she's lovely, and you know, is Olivia Corman, so another surprise cameo, and just great. Mm. And Richie starts believing in himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a good episode. Couple of bits of trivia. Go. The restaurant in this episode is based on the Chicago restaurant Ever. Ever's head chef Curtis Duffy had his hands shot plating the dishes served in the episode. Okay. Mm. And apparently the restaurant closed for a week during filming, which was shocking to me because if this is truly like a Michelin starred restaurant, mm. that's an expensive thing to shut a restaurant for a week. Um, and they have they must have you know reservations dating way into the future and stuff. So mm. yeah, impressive. And also. The deep dish pizza sequence bears a striking similarity to a famed service industry anecdote by Will Gadara, American restaurateur and author of Unreasonable Hospitality. In 2010, Gadara was, was running 11 Madison Park, one of New York's premier fine dining destinations, and overheard a table lament the fact that despite trying various top eateries on the trip, they had not gotten a classic New, wa- New York dirty water hot dog. Gadara rushed out to a nearby car and had the chef plate it and presented it to the delighted guests. Nice. So, it's, yeah, that's a kind of a moment from uh, from reality, mm. which is quite nice. Right, so should we move on to episode eight? Yes. Episode eight and nine sort of form a pair. Episode eight is called Bolognese. Um, oh, no, episode nine and ten. I, I keep thinking there's, there's nine episodes, there's ten episodes. Episode eight does not form a pair of episode nine. Anyway, episode eight is called Bolognese. 
Ten, ten days before opening, so we're getting pretty close. Carmi and Sydney are panicking over their inability to pass the fire suppression test. <laughs> Ebba returns, reconciles with Tina and agrees to take out the restaurant sandwich, take out sandwich window, which we discussed earlier. Richie returns with a newfound sense of purpose, and Marcus returns from Copenhagen with a new dessert menu. Richie apologises to Natalie for the way he has treated her, a lovely scene. Um, yes, so lovely. Yeah, and they begin interviewing front of house candidates. Is it in this episode as the scene where he's moved the fork? And he won't hire yes. that, that yeah, yes. person because they didn't move the yes. fork. And he's like, I would just be staring at that fork. I would have to check. He's really, yeah. like, he's found his... And he's wearing a suit yeah. now. He's always he wearing a suit. pretty good in a suit as well. And everybody goes, you're wearing a suit. He's <laughs> like, that's me yeah. now. Um, I love that he's not embarrassed or ashamed about change either. Like, he's yeah. changed and he's, 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 not, he's not nervous or ashamed to show his new change mm. to, uh, to the rest of them, which is great. Um... Sydney begins to see Claire as a threat to calm his focus. Fack realises that Michael disabled the fire suppression system when he tried to commit insurance fraud by burning down the restaurant. Fack fixes it in time for the test and they pass, allowing the restaurant to open. Carmi, realising he loves Claire, makes her dinner. Mm. A good episode. Yes. Sort of, again, setting stuff up for the end of the series. Um, mm-hmm. But it is nice to see these changes and live in these kind of see these characters having moved forward a little bit and be a bit ready to um to get going. Um and there's a there's a lovely bit at the start where Richie enters the restaurant in his suit and then him and Carmi quote the Blues Brothers. <laughs> which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's about it really. It's a good episode though. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, Richie didn't go back to being himself, his old self, but a new Richie yeah. improved. They're happy to move things yeah. forward in the show, which I like. Mm. Yes. Episode nine is called Omelette. Yes. The bear is set for its soft opening for family and friends only. Sydney feels pressured to impress her father. Carmi begins to second guess the plans and forgets to have the handle of the walk-in refrigerator replaced. That will be a problem here. Natalie informs yeah. Carmi that she's invited their mother. Bad idea. Richie and Natalie see the restaurant is fully booked for two weeks but need to increase reservations to stay profitable. They really drive home how difficult it is to run a restaurant in this in this show. Uh, the mm. idea that you can be fully booked for two weeks but still be like, we're going to fail. This is not going to work. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's quite realistic, isn't yeah. it? Because they don't know. No, they, yeah, exactly. Um, Cicero delivers the official business license to Carmi. Carmi apologises to Sydney for his lack of focus and gives her a custom chef's coat. A very beautiful mm-hmm. moment. Uh, where they fix a table. Um, yes, I sent you a picture yeah, of that thing. I think those those are definitely, like, they've got a nice friendship. Yeah, they do, I love it. Um, yeah. And with the team prepared and the restaurant ready to launch, Richie opens the bear for business. Is this is this the episode where Marcus also tells, asks Sydney to go out for, was it episode nine? I think that's nine? the next episode. This is episode nine that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, it's episode nine or ten. Where I think it's ten, because isn't it in the middle of service? Or does, uh, yeah, maybe. I think it was before this one because this episode, Omelette, ends at the end while just before they open. Yeah. So I wonder if he says something just before they open. But yeah, so Marcus says something to Sydney and Sydney freaks out. Yeah, Sydney can't handle... Um, Sydney can't handle much, no. m- much can no, she? She's, she's very on edge. That's what I was thinking. What was the... Throughout the season, I was thinking this menu is creating so much stress for both of mm-hmm. them. Why do they not make something simpler? You know, it doesn't have to be all of this elaborate stuff. You know, they left the Michelin 
restaurant life to make something more them. So I was wondering if their menu was a little bit too complicated. I don't know. I, I, you know, they that's this is the they're both high level chefs. They yeah. want to aim for the Michelin star. Mm. Um. No, I, I, I don't know. I, it's probably it is a complicated menu, but that's the aim, isn't it? To to mm. serve. Yeah. To serve something complex and good. Um. Mm. Yeah, I like the scene where she makes an omelette for, um, Natalie. Yes. That's really it lovely. It's really lovely. She put crisps on top of the omelette. What an interesting idea. Mm. I, I'm going to do that next time I make an <laughs> omelette. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then that sets us up for episode 10, which is quite a finale. Uh, yes. So 10 is called, obviously, The Bear. The Bear. Uh, on Family and Friends Night, Richie runs the front of house while Sydney runs the kitchen. Issues begin to mount. The restaurant runs out of forks. Foreshadowed. <laughs> Why? Because Kami cannot count. Yep. Um, Sydney and Marcus are forced to assist when a line cook disappears to smoke crack in the alleyway. Yes. Not not great. Uh, and the walk-in refrigerator handle breaks, trapping Carmi inside. Not great as well. And he does not handle it well. No, (laughs) not at all. Absolutely freaks out. But who saves the day? The least, the last person you would think that would save the day. Richie. Yeah. Richie successfully takes over expediting. Pete. But he doesn't take over. He asks. True. He asks Sydney. He's like, can I come? And then Sydney goes, yes. That's great. Um, Pete, Natalie's husband, sees Donna outside, but she refuses to go in, feeling she does not deserve to witness her children's success. That was a heartbreaking scene. It was. Again, a a little small feature from Jamie Lee Curtis after the last episode, but really... Yeah, just really upsetting. And um, Pete accidentally reveals Natalie's pregnancy to Donna before she leaves, which you can see really mm. hits Jamie Lee Curtis. And she doesn't, it, yeah, yeah how, I'm sure we'll go back on uh, in season three. Uh, trapped in the fridge, Carmi spirals into self-loathing and rants about how his relationship with Claire has ruined his focus in the kitchen. Claire overhears him and oh. leaves in tears, uh, which is brutal. Um, yeah. and really upsetting. Richie sees her leave and has a heated argument with Carmi through the refrigerator door. Which is an amazing scene because mm-hmm. throughout the, the when Carmi's in the in the fridge, everybody, there's like either Carmi in the fridge or the person outside. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you could see both Carmi and Richie like arguing yeah. through the, the screen wall is like and split, I thought isn't it? so good. Yeah, yeah really good. Um, Carmi is devastated when he plays a missed voicemail from Claire earlier in the day in which she confesses her love for him. Uh, not originally in the script, apparently. Uh, oh. They originally didn't have that moment. And then they, when they added it in, Molly Gordon, who plays Claire, said she just was, like, heartbroken. Because <laughs> yeah. it really does twist the knife. Um, mm. Yeah. The service ultimately ends successfully. Marcus receives a gift from Luca, although he misses uh, numerous panicked calls from his mother's nurse. Oh. That's going to be, yeah. And Sydney feels stressed yet emboldened <laughs> by the successful opening night. Uh, some bits that aren't mentioned there. That I, I love the bit where Richie serves that banana for uh, Cicero. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, pretty nice that he's remembered yeah, that. Yeah, because Cicero doesn't want a, a dessert, but then he's like, no, you're going to have this dessert and this is banana. Yeah, and um, the bit between Sydney and her dad when he kind of says, you know, he 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 realises that she's done the right thing and that it's amazing. Yeah. is is really yeah. lovely. Um, and yeah, and that leaves us on waiting for season three waiting to find out if the restaurant for real is going to be successful. Yeah. 
Is it going to open though? Like, you know, is it going to open? Is it going to happen though? Because it's the writer strikes. I like, is anything going to happen? Be delayed, but I can't see this show with how popular and successful it is, both critically and with audiences. I can't see them not continuing. Mm. It would be a devastating shame if um if it didn't happen because of the strikes. But equally, you know, people are losing the houses, which is worse, and it's the fault of the studios who should just. Uh, you know, pay. pay people what they deserve and treat people like human beings. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that happens. June June part two has been delayed to next year as a result of the strikes. Yeah, I, I don't know what one of us just 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 anyway. Um, so that's that's kind of the season. Um, we've talked a bit about the guest stars. I don't know if there's anyone we left out. Uh, I loved seeing like John Mulaney. I think like Jamie Lee Curtis puts in the best performance. But I think my mm. favourite face to pop up was John Mulaney because I really like him and he was very, yeah. very funny in that episode. Mm. Who stood out to you sort of guest star wise? Uh, just because I love her, uh, uh, Gillian Jacobs. I love her and I, I'm happy to see her. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, and unexpected us also to be uh, Richie's um, wife or partner. Let's hope that her engagement doesn't go well. Yeah, yeah. We don't want her engagement to go no. well. And um, also, probably uh, from the episode I need you, Will Poulter. I really oh, like yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will Poulter yeah. is... Mm. I like Will Poulter. He isn't very good in Guardians... Well, no, he's good in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but he doesn't get much to do in it. Uh, hopefully mm. we see more from him in Marvel in the future. But yeah, he's he's great in this um, in this episode. Good, good on Will Poulter. Yeah. Um, mm. So... Let's just talk about music a little bit then, because there is some great yes. songs. So I'm going to go through some of my favourite songs that were featured in this season. Um, early on, we've got a song called Handshake Drugs by Wilco. Wilco, iconic mm-hmm. band from Chicago, so featured quite a lot in, in the season. Uh, a few songs mm. featured in season one, uh, and they're back in season two. And incidentally, I'm going to go and see them live in two days, which I nice. can't wait for. Um, so yeah, when they're renovating the restaurant in episode one, um, you you hear that song "Handshake Drugs," uh, which is a great song. "New Noise" by Refused, which I played the guitar with from the start, returns a couple mm-hmm. of times in this season. Is almost the unofficial theme tune of the Bear now. Um, yeah. Every time something is a you know, every time they're gearing up to do something big, that that guitar riff tends to come in. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, so here, yeah, it plays uh, when they all return to the restaurant in episode one, Sugar, Carmen, and Sydney all return to the restaurant and agree that the bear has to be ready to open in three months. Um, yeah. New Noise plays, it plays over the credits, and then it plays again uh, when the kitchen prepares the meat for opening uh, in episode nine. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed this. In the episode where Marcus goes to Copenhagen, the song Holiday yeah. Road by Lindsay Buckingham plays Holiday mm. Road. Do you know that song? No. So that song is the theme tune to the movie National Lampoon's Vacation uh, with Chevy oh, Chase. Okay. Uh, and mm. it's, um, I don't know, quite funny that they brought it in here to to soundtrack Marcus going abroad. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's a couple of songs by iconic punk band The Replacements featured in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bastards of Young, uh, which is a great tune, is played when they're trying to time out the, they're trying to get the five seconds between the different stations. Oh, yeah. Um and then um, when Carmi and Claire finally kiss, they play uh, Can't Hardly Wait, which is another great replacement oh. tune. Um, I got really confused at the end of episode six because over the credits, there's a Weezer song playing. Uh, and yeah. I recognised Rivers Cuomo's voice immediately, of course, but didn't know the song. And it's their cover of the Christmas song. 
which uh, yeah. isn't one I've really listened to before and is an odd choice, but I love it. One that you will agree is great. Taylor Swift's love story in episode love story. seven. Best scene. Yep. One of the best Richie scenes driving ever. along, singing it as loud as he can because he's had yeah. a win and a success and he's happy. Yeah. Um, and it obviously reminds him of his family. Um, yeah. Beautiful. It play- and then, you know, the song plays over the closing credits. Um, that is yeah. Richie's episode. There's a Nine Inch Nails song featured at the start of episode, oh, I think it's episode nine. Uh, when Cla- mm-hmm. Claire and Carmen are in bed together, we hear the day the world went away, which is a, a good pick for that moment. Uh, there's a Pearl Jam song used again. Uh, mm. It's over the scene where they're fixing the table, uh, a song called Come Back. Uh, and I love that, that we get some Pearl Jam moments in this season and in this series. Um, and unexpectedly, because a lot of the songs used in the bear are like indie rock songs and punk songs, we get like a classic hard rock song, If You Want Blood by ACDC, mm-hmm. uh, when the um, restaurant opens, uh, Sydney says, let it rip, and then they play this ACDC song. Yeah. And then, and this is my favourite use of a song in the entire season, in episode 10, um, when it's all sort of kicking off again and getting quite stressful again. They bring back a Wilco song that was used in season one, a song called Spider's mm-hmm. Kid Smoke. It's a 10 minute long track that has that kind of ebbs and flows in ways that scenes in the bear will ebb and flow. And in season one, they used it in the uh, one shot episode as everything is kind of like getting more and more tense and intense. And this guitar riff from Wilco mm. is playing. And again, in episode, uh, in the final episode of this season, when things are getting a bit uh, hectic in the kitchen they're apologising to each other for yelling and they get the fish is getting cold uh, this Wilco song comes back in and it's a beautiful kind uh. of loop back to um, the moment it was all going wrong in, in season one um, mm. and uh, yeah once Richie takes over the uh, service um, they play Animal by Pearl Jam which also featured in episode two of The Bear um, which is a beautiful little, little cutback as well uh, any songs that they use that stand out to you? I think you said everything. What's yes. your... I think I think music is very important. Yeah. It's not the music that I know. So for me, it's like I can see it is important, but I don't, I don't really, I can't really um, pinpoint what song it is, but the music really fits well yeah. in this um, season, yeah. in this series. And it's probably what makes that Taylor Swift moment so good is it's so outside of what they normally, um, yeah. they normally do. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't, he knows the words, but not all of them. And it's so realistic because sometimes it goes, bah, 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 yeah. you know, it's just so good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he wouldn't know all the words, would he? But he'd know, no. he'd know enough. No. So that's The Bear. That's, that's the, the Bear. That's The Bear season two. I love it so much. I really hope we get season three. Uh, yes, I think it's definitely. genuinely one of the best shows ever made. Um, yes, 100%. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to watch the se- season one again and season two mm. again. Because um, it's so good. Because yeah. I finished everything. I finished Succession. I finished Summer Turned Pretty. I finished The Bear. Oh, I did watch an episode of the one about the jury duty thing. Oh, you watched jury duty? Yeah. What did you think of it? I can't handle it. <laughs> I just can't handle Why? it. Why? <laughs> it's just too much. It's too cringy. Oh, no, it's not. I don't think it's cringy at all. I think you should try another episode. So I think it's more beautiful how... Okay. How accepting he is of everything that's happening around him. And I think I think that you would really appreciate the direction they take it in towards the end of the season. Mm. Um, I, I don't think it is cringy. It's not trying to be cringy. Okay. Um, I just, I was just like, oh, certain things. I was like, oh. But it, it's not, it's never at his expense. Like they never do anything at his expense. Yeah. And they never make him look stupid. Mm. Um, yeah. 
No, I think if you, I think you should try a bit more of it because I think you would really. The direction it ends up going in is really sweet and nice. It's not kind of cringy mm. and making fun of him at all. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I'd like to know what you think of it if you try much more. Uh, and there's always the silo. Yeah, but it's on. What's the it's silo? On Apple. On? I don't have Apple. Maybe it's worth worth yeah. getting Apple at some point for Severance and Silo and yeah. there's a bunch of stuff on there that you so. might enjoy. Get rid yeah. of Netflix. Get Silo for no, a month. No, I like yeah, Netflix. Like swap it out. Do a swap. No. Um. Um. So, how many buckets of uh, bolognese would you give? Uh, five full buckets of bolognese five. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, five full buckets of bolognese mm-hmm, sauce. Mm-hmm. I would give it five buckets of omelette. Oh, that sounds awful. And crisps. Omelets and crisps in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's what they feed to pigs on farms. <laughs> you call him your pig. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, oh. Right. Next right. week is going to be episode 122. Back to yes. uh, culture catch up, and then uh, after that, you can join us for our discussion of the summer I turned pretty. A very different show. Very, very different, different, but equally Taylor Swift features there, so there'll be more discussion of her. That's the important thing. Mm. Uh, this is sort of slowly turning into a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> um, it is maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and next week you can hear the second edition of our new feature, um, Quizzing It Old School. Alex yes. is going to quiz me on something. Something, something that you're uh, an expert mm. on, which is pretty much everything. Mm, not so. true. Okay. Uh, cool. Join us then for that. Please go and rate and review us and talk to us. Go and follow our link tree uh, in the show notes for links to everything, including uh, the options to buy some coffee. And we'll see you next time. We love you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.